Well, 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 welcome to another Waiver Wire episode of the Fantasy Football Spudcast. My name is Joshua Herbie. It is currently Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021, about 4 p.m. Central Time, about an hour after the trade deadline, uh, which has ended about an hour ago is what I was trying to say. Um. There's a lot of news and notes and things that happened. Uh, There's a lot of news, really. A lot of injuries. Um, There's a lot of guys on the waiver wire in which I would prioritize. A couple of them I've been touting for the last few weeks. Um, But let me tell you what. I am here today to direct you and give you some information for waiver wires, and then we're gonna start as we're doing the waiver wires. We're gonna look at some of the matchups with these guys, maybe on waivers, that could help sway you in a direction. Maybe I need to prioritize this guy. Maybe I need to prioritize that guy. Because let's just be honest: these waiver wire guys, running backs, uh, some of them have tough matchups next week, this upcoming week. Some of them are on buys. There's guys are you know that that have that you could think about on the waivers that have buys this week, and then there's also guys, um, for instance, that are filling in for Derrick Henry, which we'll get to in a second. Um, you know that you know maybe it's a committee and maybe there's nobody worth having. Uh, maybe Ryan Tannehill is the biggest benefactor to Derrick Henry going down. Uh, but long story short, here, here's the deal. There's a lot of news and a lot of notes and a lot of things to get to. And let's just start out with, it's been a very crazy couple days. Um, I, I do want to... Uh, let's start out with... The uh, let's start off with a uh, with Derek Henry in injury news uh, because uh, this is very interesting because uh, they did bring in free agent running back Adrian Peterson um, and uh, for those of you who missed it. Um, Derrick Henry will undergo foot surgery. He already did. He'll be out six, ten, six to ten weeks in hopes that they that he comes back for the playoffs. Um, but they did sign free agent Adrian Peterson, and today they also brought in Dante Foreman. So now we're looking at a committee backfield: uh, Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson, and Dante Foreman. Very interesting. That's all I have to say. I'll get into that Tennessee Titans running back depth chart. I honestly think Jeremy McNichols is going to have the most upside because he does catch the most passes out of the backfield out of all those guys, whereas I think Foreman and Adrian Peterson are more first and second down backs. Maybe they get some go on rushes. Who knows how it's going to play out because we don't know. Um, and we'll get into that, you know, when I go through waivers. Um, the second one, uh, I already mentioned this yesterday in the recap. Calvin Ridley came out due to personal issues. I'll repeat this. 
Uh, he came out on Sunday afternoon and said, these past few weeks have been very challenging, and as much as I'd like to be on a field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time to focus on my mental well-being. Um, so in light of that, mental mental health is very important in life. Uh, you want to make sure you are protecting your family, protecting yourself. You don't want to, you know, do something stupid. And this is, a like, the first step to getting yourself right. So uh, it really hurts us in fantasy to see a guy like Kelvin Ridley go. Very talented player. He was drafted very high, and we were counting on this guy to be one of our, one of our, one of our, you know, studs and he really hasn't been performing to that and maybe his personal issues and his mental health has something to do with it um Jameis Winston is out rest of the season with the torn ACL uh Taysom Hill should be on track to clear concussion protocol for this week uh T.Y. Hilton left the game with a concussion he's already ruled out for Thursday Night Football it's gonna be a uh it's gonna be another Michael Pittman show um on Thursday night. And then Von Miller was traded to the Rams for two uh, 2022 day two picks. Uh, that has been official. Um, and now we're going to we're gonna scroll through. We're going to talk about Monday Night Football here. I did get... I did 100% get that bet right. Uh, I did laser that pick. I said the Giants were going to cover Kansas City's 10 points. They lost by a field goal. So I got one more right. I officially went 9 for 17 on my picks this week. And let me tell you what. I'm so proud of myself that... Wait, did I get 9 for 17? Or 7 for eight? Seven for 18? I think I got 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 19. 7 for 19. That's a very awful rate. I did awful. Okay. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, so Von Miller got traded. We're going to just scroll down here. We got news about Russell Wilson. Uh, it's going to be very close against the Packers in week 10, but he is, uh, I guess the reports are that he is doing very well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a game time decision week nine. Um, it says he may or may not play in week nine or 10. So, uh, his status is crazy. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to last night's game. Uh, cause we had a lot. There was a lot of news last night's game. Uh, we got Elijah Mitchell is dealing with a rib issue. Um, uh, the 49ers, uh, plan to open the practice window for Kittle, uh, Robbie Gold and Jeff Wilson. These, this is all good news. Um, Debo Samuel is nursing a calf injury. Um, Sterling Shepard is, uh, has a, another quad injury. Uh, Kadarius Tony went to the locker room with a thumb injury last night. Uh, they lost Dante Pettis. Um, the Giants are just dealing with a bunch of injuries. We'll we'll get more into this as the matchups roll in, 
And I honestly, I'm like, every time Sterling Shepard tries to go in, into a game, he hurts himself instantly. He might be on my drop list this week, uh, just because I don't trust him. Um, and then there's not really a whole bunch of other discussion. Um, there's a lot of talk. There were some defensive players traded. The, the Texans traded a pass rusher to the Chiefs. Or, sorry, to the 49ers. Um... The Colts, this one was interesting. They elevated running back Deion Jackson and, and safety Josh Jones to the 53-man roster from the practice squad, which really speculated that Marlon Mack maybe would have gotten traded with this move, but nothing really came about with Marlon Mack. So, um, Dante Foreman, um, Odell Beckham complaining, and then the other biggest news that really came out uh, we got Henry Ruggs, wide receiver for the Raiders, was involved in a fatal wreck early this morning. And uh, I, I really don't want to get into my thoughts on this, but the only thing I can tell you, uh, I'm going to read this article directly from Eyewitness News, ABC7. Uh, I'm guessing this is Las Vegas. Um, this was released... Uh, but Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III is facing DUI charge in a fiery crash that killed one person. Uh, basically, the Raiders wide receiver is facing driving under the influence charge after a fire vehicle crash on, in early Tuesday in Las Vegas that left a woman dead and Ruggs and his female passenger injured, injured authorities said. According to police, Ruggs was driving a Chevy Corvette a little before 3.40 a.m. when it crashed into a rear of a Toyota RAV4 on a busy thoroughfare in residential area several miles west of the Las Vegas Strip. The Toyota caught fire and the driver died. Police said she was not immediately identified. Uh, Ruggs, 22 years old, showed signs of impairment. Police said in the statement that he will still be charged with felony DUI, resulting in a death. Ruggs and his female passenger were hospitalized. Ruggs' injuries were described by officials as not life-threatening. The female passenger was not immediately identified. Charges were not immediately filed. Uh, that being said, it could be the end of Ruggs' career, and he was... From Alabama, he was picked 12th by Las Vegas last year. And he played 13 games last year. And, man, I just got to say this for all, 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 of, all of my time watching sports, like the last, you know, into sports, I just need to say this. I just hate to see players ruin their opportunity I mean, these players are literally role models to kids growing up. And then you go and do this. Imagine if you're living in Nevada or you are a Raiders fan and your kid's a Raiders fan and he really likes Henry Ruggs. And then this happens. How do you explain this to your kid? Oh, he got drunk and he crashed and... There is a fatality. I cannot... 
I cannot, I cannot emphasize drinking and driving at all. If you are drinking, call a cab. If you are, it doesn't matter if you're professional, not professional. doesn't matter if you're a normal human being. If you are drinking, you should not drive. Um, and, uh, this one actually hits close to home to me. Uh, and I won't go into explaining why, because that's not this podcast, but let me just explain to you this right now. Henry Ruggs' career might be over after this. Um, and I don't care if you're in the NFL or not. If he somehow gets away with not going to jail on this one, or being fined heavily, or even kicked off the team, for that matter, um... I honestly, I just, you killed somebody, and you need to go sit in jail for what just happened. So, uh, without hearing the whole story and getting the gist of it, just by what Eyewitness News Here article on on the website, um, abc7.com, uh, thank you so much for this article so I can share it. Uh, I would give credit to you guys uh, for this article. Uh, and then the last piece of news that's really, it's it's wide receiver related, but Deshaun Jackson was seeking for a trade, and he never got traded, so therefore he was released today uh, about 30 minutes ago. Uh, that being said, let's get into my waiver wire talk. Uh, we'll talk about injuries and stuff, but... As we're going to talk about waivers, we do have four teams on bye in Week 9. Uh, we have Washington football team. We have the Detroit Lions. We have the Buccaneers. And we have Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we're losing a decent amount of players uh, this week. Uh, I guess we could call it Bymageddon Phase 2, Week 2, because we only had two buys last week. Um, let's start with quarterbacks. Um, I'm going through these notes on my phone, so... Uh, I, I, I kind of, I, I've been writing notes on paper. I've been writing notes on my computer. I've been writing notes on my phone. I got notes everywhere this year. So, uh, that being said, we're going to start off with, the with, with, the quarterbacks. Um, my first waiver wire priority would be Taysom Hill. Uh, and like I said, Taysom Hill, uh, is dealing with the concussion. He's going to have to pass concussion protocol, but last year in the four games he started, he was a top 12 quarterback. He averaged 22 fantasy points a game. Um, he is basically a poor man's Jalen Hurts. Uh, but he would definitely be number one on my radar uh, at the QB position. And you could argue Tua or you could argue Carson Wentz. But here's the deal. Uh, Tua, plays the Dolph- uh, Tua plays the Texans this week. And Carson Wentz plays Thursday Night Football against the Jets. I think they both have good matchups. They are both great streaming options. Um, you're really only losing one quarterback, though, because you weren't really starting Taylor Heineke or Jared Goff or Geno Smith. They weren't really on their radar. You're really only losing one quarterback this week. But um, Justin Fields had a good game. They actually started using him more designed rushes. They actually play to the strength of Justin Fields as opposed to 
gosh, something that Justin Fields wasn't able to do. Like, this was like the first glimmer of hope for Justin Fields fans and the Bears. Um, and then you could obviously stream Mike White this week versus Indy off of a high. He threw 400 passing yards against the Bengals. Um, and he's got a very soft Indy defense that you can score points on. Uh, going to the running back position, uh, Derrick Henry, it's really hard to fill the 1-1 fantasy player of the year, of the half, I should say. And you can't really fill his spot. But here's what. I I put these guys in order in which I like them because, A, they're probably going to be playing, and B, we're starting off with Boston Scott running back from Philadelphia. Uh, everybody thought Kenneth Gainwell was going to be that, including me. I heard it. Several different podcasts. I read articles saying Kenneth Gaywell is using in the passing game. It turns out Boston Scott is the lead back. Kenneth Gaywell didn't even get any run in that game until the end, and they were blowing out teams. That really shows how much Kenneth Gaywell is the bottom of the barrel. I thought this was a guy that was being utilized earlier this season, like maybe they like him. But nope, he's at the bottom of the bottom of the list. Uh, so Boston Scott... Uh, it's going to be my guy for the next two weeks. Um, Carlos Hyde running back Jacksonville. Ooh. This is in spite, uh, in lieu of the James Robinson uh, injury, bruised heel. Uh, this is more of a volume play. I need to play somebody now this week. Uh, I mean, we got no Leonard Fournette this week. We got no Alex Collins. We got none of the Washington football teams. We got no Swift. Um, I, there's a lot of running backs that could be used in leagues, and uh, uh, you know that's that's you know quite a bit of pe- quite a bit of players. So Carlos Hyde is going to make that list just as a volume play, and then the next three are all Tennessee Titans running backs because. Let me just put it this way. I think it's a committee, and I think I like Jeremy McNichols out of all of them just because of the pass-catching ability, and maybe they'll pass a little bit more on the and rely on Tannehill without Derrick Henry. Uh, but Adrian Peterson, Dante Foreman, and Jeremy McNichols. Uh, Tennessee does have two tough matchups, Week 9 and Week 10. Week 11, they do play Houston. So... Uh, it's tough matchups for the next couple of weeks. So are you really going to add Adrian Peterson and Dante Foreman? Uh, I mean, they were signed to the practice squad uh, in lieu to elevate them to the full 53-man roster. So long story short, none of these guys really intrigue me, and none of them are really going to fill Derrick Henry's role. But like I said, I could be wrong. Jeremy McNichols is the guy I want. And I'd probably put Jeremy McNichols ahead of Adrian Peterson just because Adrian Peterson is only a two-down back. Um, and Dante Foreman is just a pile of... You know, I, I don't like Dante Foreman. He um, you know, he just doesn't bring nothing to the table. Um, uh, and then the other guy, Jordan Howard, might get some run over... This, this is just more in lieu of the fact that he was getting some goal line touches... And he might take a couple goal line touches from Boston Scott. So um, if you're really in a pinch, Jordan Howard might be a guy that might get some goal line work. And he actually looked pretty good. Um, So 
Uh, Jordan Howard makes the list here. And then the other guys, uh, Jarrett Patterson started to get some run in Washington. Antonio Gibson did come off the injury report, but he's still got a stress fracture. You can't play through a stress fracture. And the only way to heal a stress fracture is to, to rest. Um, like, Washington should have put him on IR. He should be resting. Uh, they do have a bye this week. I don't think it's going to be enough to get Antonio Gibson enough carries. But I think Jarrett Patterson, long-term, they might shut Gibson down, might get a lot of looks. Um, they each, J.D. McKissick, Jarrett, Jarrett Patterson, and Antonio Gibson all had 11 touches last week. Uh, so uh, let's see what goes. Let's just see what happens here. And then the other guy that actually hits this list, and I don't think a lot of people are really talking about him because Michael Carter is blown up in the with the presence of Mike White. But Ty Johnson is actually one of those those guys this week where I think I would rather roster him over a Jamal Williams. Uh, I know he's not getting a lot of rushing. He reminds me a lot in this role right now kind of like a not really a poor man's Cordero Patterson, but he's kind of that same player type, uh, kind of a Swiss Army knife. Ty Johnson of the Jets. Uh, since Mike White has been quarterback, he's he's only had like nine carries in two weeks, but he's had, um, let's see here, he's had uh, seven targets in week seven. I think he had five catches in week seven or six catches in week seven. And then he had nine touches in week eight with six targets. Um, it's a lot of usage. Um, uh, and if you're going to get... So he had 11 touches and, and seven targets in week seven. Uh, and nine touches in week eight with six targets. Uh, so basically, if you're going to get somewhere between eight to 12 touches... That's borderline. I think I would much rather... And most of his usage is actually used in the passing game, which is more fantasy-relevant than actually, um, you know... He, he's basically a, a flex-wide receiver with the, that target. You know, seven targets, six targets. Uh, he's kind of like Hunter Renfro, kind of like some of these other guys. Um, and he's a running back, so... Uh, if he's a running back in your leagues, I think this is a guy you can pick up and put right into your lineup this week, especially against the Colts. Uh, uh, just give me one second, chat. I, I have to uh, do something really quick. All right, I'm sorry about that. I um, I'm still dealing with allergies, and the fall is the worst, so I had to take care of that really quick. Um, I think I'm back. Hopefully, I don't have to stop again. Um, but there's another guy besides Ty Johnson, uh, and another thing to get to the Jets running backs. By the way, Mike White has targeted week eight, 21 targets to running backs, and week seven. And he didn't play the whole game in Week 7. 16 targets in Week 7 to the running backs. So that being said, they're targeting the running backs a lot as a Jet. So 
Um, I think you can see a lot of dink and dunk from Mike White again and a lot of yards after the catch for these running backs as in Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. Obviously, Michael Carter is the Alpha A, uh, whereas Ty Johnson is the 2. Um, but Ty Johnson has still seen a lot of work. Um, Kenyon Drake is one of those guys, too, that might be that might be available to you. He's coming off of a bye in week eight. Week seven, uh, six and seven, he was actually getting a lot of usage. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, week six, he had like six touches and two touchdowns. And then week seven, he actually got a little bit more run, and he did see another touchdown. Now, I do know Josh Jacobs did hurt his chest, had a chest injury. Uh, but Josh Jacobs is not that nothing special. I think the new coaching regime for the Raiders... Uh, especially in lieu of this Henry Rugg situation, maybe Kenyon Drake is one of those guys that benefits from this. Um, so maybe Kenyon Drake is another guy you can pick up um, because they've been wanting to try to utilize since Gruden has been let go from the Raiders. Um, so Kenyon Drake, if he's out there, he would probably be probably my number three uh, running back of the week. Um Let's go to the wide receivers. Rashad Bateman, Baltimore Ravens. Um, somebody might have dropped him because they were on bye last week. Uh, he's seen a lot of targets. Uh, he's got a lot of rapport with Lamar Jackson already, even though he couldn't, you know, he didn't really spend a lot of training camp time, and he's missed a bunch of weeks. Uh, and Lamar Jackson, on that note, is throwing an on average seven passes more a ga- per game than he was last year. Uh, Devontae Parker, uh, a very big target. Good for Tua. Um, he's on this list as well. I think I like Devontae Parker. He's just very injury prone. He's got to stay on the field. He is a guy that he's seeing the targets. And I like the targets. I like the target share. Um, and I think he's good for Tua. And I think this is one of the guys that you can pick up and start this week. Uh, a good matchup against Houston, I think. Uh, did I, If I said that right, uh, if I remember correctly, because I told you earlier. Uh, yeah, they play the Texans. Um, Van Jefferson in lieu of Deshaun Jackson getting released. Uh, we got Jamison Crowder and Jamal Agnew, Jacksonville. Um, Jamal Agnew is seeing a lot of targets. Um... And this was a guy I wanted to take a look at along with the tight end I'm going to talk about here in a second. Um, I wanted to see the usage. And uh, so I think I saw enough usage where I think Jamal Agnew is going to be involved in the game. And because Chenault is not in that position in that slot role anymore, it is Jamal Agnew. And I think this is a guy... He's kind of on that level of Hunter Renfro for me. He's kind of on that role of... Uh, he's probably a little bit lesser valuable than Jamison Crowder. Um, but he's kind of like the same type of role. Um, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, like all those guys. He's kind of in that range. Um, and Jacksonville is going to be in that game script where they're going to probably have to throw a lot in a lot of these games. And which means Jamal Agnew could see some targets. Um, there's two tight ends on the list this week. Actually, there should be three. 
Uh, I forgot to add Logan Thomas, who is on track. He is going to most likely practice uh, after the bye week, and hopefully he'll be in line to play in Week 10. Um, but I got Pat Fryermuth as my number one tight end this week, uh, and then followed by Dan Arnold. Pat Fryermuth, uh, I have been talking about for the last two to three weeks, and he is being targeted in the red zone. And he made a great catch this week, and he toe-tapped it, and uh, Big Ben trusts him in the red zone. And when you trust somebody in the red zone, uh, it's definitely worth an ad. Um, and then Dan Arnold is this guy. Dan Arnold wasn't seeing a lot of usage, and I don't know if this usage is going to stay, but... Dan Arnold is one of those guys to where you can start him and you can you'll be fine. Uh, he's gonna get enough targets, I think. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so in order to uh, we'll talk about my top six. I would do a top five, but here here's what I think I, I needed to have Pat Fryermuth on in, in my list. Um, and I'm actually doing these in order in which I would rank them. Obviously you're in a different position than I am. And maybe you need a wide receiver. Maybe you go out and get a wide receiver instead. Uh, maybe you lost Eric Henry. Maybe you, you know, picked up Kenneth Gainwell and he just wasn't the guy you thought he was. Um, or maybe you thought Gronk was back and now Gronk is on by. Uh, maybe there's these, you know, other tight ends that you can maybe think about dropping, like the Higbees of the world, the fans of the world, these guys that aren't really producing for you. Um, maybe there's tight ends for you that you're like, you know what, these guys are just as good as the guys on the waiver wire. Maybe I can, you know, find a better matchup and just stream weekly. Uh, there's all, all these kinds of situations. Maybe you need a quarterback this week. Maybe you lost Tom Brady. Um, Maybe you're in a super flex league, and maybe you have to pick up one of these guys because you you have injuries. Um, that being said, the drops before I give you my list of names here in order one to six, uh, in which I would prioritize. Um, and I wouldn't go spending a bunch of fab if you're in like a fab bidding war. I wouldn't go spending a bunch of money on these guys. I mean, Boston Scott, Carlos Hyde, they're one to two week rentals. Um, Taysom Hill is long-term. I might spend more on him if you really need a quarterback. Jameson Crowder is more long-term. Bateman is long-term. And Pat Frymuth is long-term. But I still don't think I would I'd break the bank for these guys. Adrian Peterson, I probably wouldn't break the bank. Like I said, he's too dumb back. I'm not trusting it. I don't trust the Tennessee. Like, I trust more that Ryan Tannehill might be a guy to acquire in the lieu of missing Derrick Henry. Uh... To think he would be more of himself from last year in this situation. Maybe he's forced to pass the ball a little bit more. Maybe maybe Anthony Ferkser sees some targets. Maybe Jeremy McNichol sees some targets. And obviously A.J. Brown is going to lead that team in in receptions this year and be the beast. Um, that being said, uh, drops. You could drop Chenault. I don't like him. I Damian Williams for Chicago. Uh, you got David Montgomery probably coming back soon. Not to mention, Khalil Herbert has been dominating touches. And now with the emergence of Justin Fields running the ball, I just don't see room for Damian Williams on this uh, 
on your roster. He is droppable for me. In my opinion, Robbie Anderson should have been dropped. Um, and then Logan Thomas is on his way back, and it's a bye week. Ricky Seals Jones Jr. is 100% droppable, in my opinion. Um, Gronkowski, here's the thing. He got injured with a back spasm, and he got taken out early in that game. And uh, Gronk and his back issues are coming back to haunt him. Uh, I know the tail end of his Patriot career, he had the same issue. I just don't know if I can trust Gronk going forward. Um, he had a good run in the beginning. He, uh, I think you can drop him. I think there's tight ends every week. Plus, he's on a bye this week. So if you really have to drop Gronk to pick up somebody to win this week, Gronk is one of those guys I think I would consider dropping. Um, and Kenneth Gainwell. I know you're like, oh, running backs are so important. Running backs are... But let's say you picked him up last week and you blew some fab. And you're like... Uh, I didn't even. I see 13 touches on a stat sheet. Uh, what the? What, he was least productive, um, and he was not even in there in the game when it was competitive. So, Boston Scott's the guy I want on the Philadelphia Eagles offense if I'm rostering a running back to win you the next two weeks. They actually have a very soft schedule. If I'm not mistaken, they play the Chargers this week, and uh, I think the week after they have a, a, a schedule too. Uh, Let's go to the uh, – so I think they play the Chargers in week nine. Let's see here. The Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Eagles play the Chargers, which are very – it's a plus matchup. Like, he's probably going to make my DFS article, Boston Scott. And then in week 10, I believe it is also – I believe it is – oh, it's the Broncos in week 10, which – they just got rid of Von Miller. So maybe it's a softer matchup. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but long story short, um, Boston Scott's the number one on my list to win this week. Um, and to be honest, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols, and um, Dante Foreman, they don't even make my top five list, like I said. I think it's going to be a running back by committee. I think it's going to be shit. It's going to be just like... Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell at the Ravens. I think it's just going to be a cluster. Um, so Boston Scott's my number one. Carlos had to be number two just because I don't know if James Robinson is going to play this week. It might be a tough matchup. This is going to be more of a volume play in week nine. Uh, 15, 20 touches for Carlos Hyde. He does catch the ball out of the backfield too. Um so he's my number two. Taysom Hill is my number three. Um, that's just because of the upside. He is a top 12 fantasy quarterback in the four weeks that he filled in last year. Uh, uh, my number four would be Jamison Crowder. I actually have Crowder ahead of Rashad Bateman. Uh, Crowder, I feel like he's more fluid than Bateman. And we don't know about Bateman going forward, uh, the usage, it's it's a, it's a small sample size. Uh, Rashad Bateman is number five. He does make my top five. Um, and then Pat Fryermuth is my number six. Uh, I just had to throw a tight end in my top 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 rankings just because. Um, and, and I'm going to go through the drops. If you're going to drop anybody, Chenault, uh, Damian Williams, Robbie Anderson, Ricky Seals-Jones Jr., Gronk, Kenneth Gainwell, um, that being said, 
it's a very short show today. Um, we're going to keep it short. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it simple for you. Uh, we do have Thursday Night Football. I could break that down right now if you want. Um, we'll break it down tomorrow maybe. Or maybe I'll just tweet it out for you if you want to. Um, if you want to know my place, uh, I'll tweet it out tomorrow or I'll put it in my Discord. Um, but yes, um, Carson Wentz is obviously startable on Thursday night. You're starting Jonathan Taylor. You're starting Pittman. Uh, the Jets, I mean, if he throws for 405 yards again, can you, do you just ride him high? Michael White, maybe you, you take a dart throw this week. Mike White, Michael Carter, you're starting. Jameson Crowder, you're starting. I think Ty Johnson, I, I brought him up in the show. Like, he is seeing basically slot, refi- slot receiver numbers as a running back. And I I think he could be very viable this week uh, in a week where there's four teams on by. Uh, that being said, have a great night. Have a great Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll start to talk about matchups. We'll start to talk about some of the news, some more injury updates. Uh, maybe I can't, I can't commit myself to Thursday. Uh, but I can't commit myself to, uh, at least one more show this week, like Saturday. And we'll get ready for the Sunday night matchups. Um, so, uh, that being said, going forward, it's going to be three to four episodes. We did have a bonus episode last week with my buddy Drew. I do appreciate him again. And before I take off, I love every single one of you guys for supporting me, listening to the show, um, understanding that I'm not professional. I do sniffle sometimes in my microphone. I'm trying to stop. But out of habit, um, it just happens. Um, I'm trying to get better at, obviously, once winter comes, I shouldn't be sniffling. Unless I have a cold, and then I probably won't be doing a show. Uh, but I do love every single one of you. And I appreciate all the support, all the kind words, all the compliments, all the uh, suggestions to help me get better. Um, and, um, I love everybody. Have a good night.